0: The Rush hour. Gus Warland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. This is the Triple M Rush hour. Rush, hour, Rush, hour, Rush, hour, Rush hour. Yeah, welcome to the Rush Hour. Gus Walland, Jude Bolton and Wendell Saylor. Jude Bolton, how
1: you doing? Mate, I'm going super well and what a show we have ahead. We've got Travis Head
0: joining us. Absolute superstar as well. Yeah, no, he's an absolute cracker. And, of course, in front of the Adelaide Test Match, you'll hear every single delivery uh, of the Adelaide Test Match from about 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Wendell Saylor, how are you going? Mate, I'm going
2: great, mate. It's a beautiful day today, and uh, I'm looking forward to the cricket tomorrow. But can I just say off the top of the show, happy birthday to my daughter, Matisse Saylor. Oh, um, look out. She's... Mate, can I tell you, uh, she's, she's 21 today? 21. So, yeah, I know Aww. a lot of people, you know, they know Tristan and that, but can I tell you, this girl behind the scenes, uh, she is like, she's just pure heart. She loves everyone and she just, uh, she deserves her best day today. So happy birthday, sweet up. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, and she certainly got you wrapped around her little oh, yeah. finger as well. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Uh, boys, I've said it for quite a while and I was over in England through Christmas. How many whinges there are in. in- in England but we've <laughs> become whingers in Australia as well. We made over 1 million complaints last year to various different places. A million. 1 million in That's, a year alone. Yeah, this is this is what has made us angry, right? Three biggest complaints for New South Wales residents were abandoned trolleys. Yeah, that dumped, makes sense. That dumped, makes sense. Dumped Yeah. Dumped rubbish. I get that. Yeah. Yep, and yep. dead trees and branches. New South Wales residents made 239,000. That's nearly a quarter of a million complaints, but we aren't the biggest whingers in Australia. Guess, Dell, who the biggest whingers in Australia are? Might have. I've got no idea. Victoria, mate. Victoria. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah.
2: Of course they are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, mate. But, but look, they've had it, they've
0: had a tough for a couple of years. Remember when like their premier just locked them down for like. From yeah, they had, a tough, they had a tough time through COVID. There's no yeah. doubt about that. But the yeah. COVID, COVID's come and gone. We can't keep complaining about COVID's COVID. COVID's still here, mate. Co- oh, you th- know COVID's still here. Yeah, but not in terms of lockdowns. They'd had over half a million complaints themselves just in Victoria. I'll put
1: my hand up. Last night, the, our neighbours literally, uh, Stop the, it. Young, the young 18-year-olds have, have just oh. gone on till about 3 a.m. Oh, and mate. I was, And I didn't want to be the prude, but I was like, you know oh. what, the kids are getting woken up. Oh. And I went around just, just a little knock on the door and mate. said, hey, mate, come on. What are we you? Doing? Of how all bad? People. How bad is that? You're a. Br- you I know just, what? I wanted to give myself an uppercut, but it wasn't You should, should give yeah. yourself an uppercut. You good, mate. <laughs> Those I mean, poor young blokes. You're the bloke that sets the standard. I said I'm, I'm calling it in because he didn't invite me. Bad luck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair call. Time now to go to Melbourne Park. The Australian Open is up and running. It started on Sunday for the first time ever. So we're a couple of days in now. Mark Brett has got all the latest for us. Barretts, how are you, brother?
3: Oh great thanks, Legends. And a beautiful day in Melbourne too. Great tennis weather the last three days. Day three today's been a ripper.
0: That's awesome, mate. Now a couple of Aussies. Purcell looks like he might get over the line. He's he's getting close. But uh what's happening down there today in terms of the Aussies and some of the big names?
3: Probably the, the two biggest are still to come this afternoon. So Tanasi Kokonakis is, is up this uh this afternoon and Isla Tomulyanovic, you know, probably our, our two Strong Aussie hopes for today, so both still to come, which is great news, so we'll just hold on, and, and fingers crossed for those two, not too far away, Tanasi up first, and then Tom Yanovich after, after him, but that's that's probably the big one of the day, and the big one tonight, uh, Carlos Alcaraz, the number two seed and world number two, is up tonight against Ricard Gasquet, the famous Frenchman, who's been coming here a lot of years, he's a bit of a journeyman, the Frenchman, um, still a very strong player, not seeded at the moment in this tournament, but Um, is one of those danger players, you know, who's just got the experience and the skill to turn a match. So that'll be a a big highlight tonight. Karolina Pliskova is up on Rod Laver before that match tonight. It's probably a big night session tonight for some of the the top seeds.
1: And Barrette's Alex Dimonor obviously came in with such incredible form and and Milos Raonic had to pull out of that uh, first-round clash halfway through.
3: Yeah, Jude, it was an interesting one uh, last night. Look, Milos had a a hip injury that, that plagued him pretty much all the way through and in the end, he just gave way and, you know, and, and had to succumb to it. But, you know, not before they had a, a decent sort of hit mm-hmm. out. And, and Milos Raonic's serve is so big and so powerful. So I think that was really good for Alex to have that experience and to go through, you know, receiving big serves like that. And he belted a few good serves back as well. But his speed and movement around the court are exceptional. And, you know, I, I, it, was a, it was tested a little bit last night. The, the nice thing in his favour is that, he hasn't been over-expended in, yeah. in last night's match. So, you know, while the others are getting a big whack at the moment, in massive heat, it's 31 degrees on Rod Laver at the moment. Actually, it's probably, it's 31 is the temperature. It's probably more like 41, you know, high 40s. the temperature actually on court. So, um, you know, he's got a rest from that. He's got a bit more in the tank than the others do. And to be honest, over the next couple of days, as you guys know, that becomes a
4: bit of an advantage for him.
2: Might I see Andy Murray bowed out early too. It must be so hard. I mean, we I mean, know got all this young generation coming through, but the older players to come back and to want to sort of do well and to go go out, you know, virtually first round uh, is a bit disappointing.
3: Yeah, it is big deal, and it sort of, to be honest, it happens a bit at the Australian Open because you know, a player will will wait and decide, well, listen, I'll have a crack at this new season, and then get here at the first Grand Slam and just find that the the injury just can't be overcome, or you know, they, they've just lost that bit of edge now, or that. The young guys coming up are just far too strong. And we've seen that, you know, Milos Ronic was another example. You know, there's a player who's, who's been a great yeah. player for Canada. He's played so many years. We know how good he is, um, like Andy Murray. But, you know, it just comes a time where the body can't go on anymore. We're seeing a few of those and, you know, we do see them at, at this Open.
1: Do you, do you see Alcaraz being the biggest threat to Djokovic to, uh, this, mm. this tournament?
3: I, I'd have to say so. I think he's such an exciting player, mm. uh, you know, and also on, on the way up. Uh, but boy, I, to be honest, I don't think anyone can beat Novak. I think it, yeah. mm. it'll be it'll be a rare day that someone beats Novak here at the moment. And he's he always brings himself so ready to go for the Australian Open. Yeah, he, he's openly says how much he loves this tournament, what it means to him. So, you know, he's he's got a great record. You know, as they say, ten wins and one deportation. He's uh, he's, in pretty good, <laughs> he's in pretty good shape.
0: So. Well done, Barretts. Look forward to hearing all your stuff yeah. on Channel Seven. Enjoy your couple of weeks down there in Melbourne. And thanks so much for giving us the update, brother.
3: Always great to talk to you, legends. Have a great day. Cheers, mate. Good
0: on you, mate. What is the oldest item in or on your fridge? Well, I was hosting
1: Christmas this year, as I said yesterday, and uh, you know, I thought I'd do a bit of a clean up of everything as we do. You know, the house looks immaculate for one day yeah. of the year, and the rest of the yeah. time it looks terrible with the kids. But um, you know, I didn't want the phone bills and the council rates that just sit on the on the, <laughs> <laughs> on, <Yeah>. the uh, <laughs> on the on um, the fridge. So I was doing a bit of a clean up, and I looked at it, and it was like, hang on. There's a calendar. And there's a calendar, it's only a small one, but it was twenty seventeen. Still on the still on the and I'm like, that's probably a little bit old, but I've been in some share houses, lads, where like there's rank furry stuff like the Ooh, sauces yeah. and stuff in the back of the fridge. And it just got yeah. me thinking, you know, what, what are
0: those oldest items or on or in your fridge? I tell you, it's on your missus that what, that diary. Yeah. I mean, what is she doing all day? Oh, Honestly, on, hey. that's six years that that has been out of date. <laughs> come pretty, on, it's a pretty old Hey, I'll let I'll let her know that you. you Please said let that. I yeah, know she yeah. listens to the show. Yeah. Um, I've She's just been over in the I've been over in the UK. Old people in particular have old stuff in their fridges and in their pantry. So this is my father-in-law. Mike, his name is. He's seventy-six years old. Some stuff is out of date in his fridge that is years out of date. <laughs> like oh, um. wow, it's like. Like food and mustards and that sort of stuff, years out of date. But the one that actually got me was his Worcester sauce. Now I don't know how hang Worcester on, sauce can actually go off. How did, you, right? how did you say it? How did you say Worcestershire it? Worcester sauce. Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Mm. This one was eleven years <laughs> out of date. Eleven yeah. years for the Worcestershire yeah. sauce. I shouldn't have said Worcestershire, <laughs> should I? Pick another sauce. <laughs> it's all good. We we'll get yeah, we we'll get what you are yeah,
2: putting down. You got me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I've never actually finished a bottle of Worcestershire sauce, so I don't even know. I don't even know why I brought this up. Anyway, give us a call on one triple three five three. The oldest item in or on your fridge, or it well, sorry, the pantry in as well in the kitchen as well. Give us a call on one triple three five three. Oldest item in or on your fridge or pantry. And to start the ball rolling, Anthony's given us a call. G'day, Anthony. Hey, how's it going? Good Anthony. Hey, how you going? Good, good. Thanks, mate. How? What is it? And how long back does it go? Uh, it's in the office at work. We've got two bottles of Tui's Light Ice sitting on the bottom <laughs> shelf.
5: The well, yeah. expiry date? The expiry dates two thousand and two. No, <laughs> that's crazy. We refuse to throw them out. They're like a re- they're like
2: relics. That's two years old, Anthony. mate.
1: Let's go to Bruce in Saint Clair. Hi, Bruce. Hey, guys. How are you? Really hey well, Bruce. mate. Oldest item on or in the fridge?
4: Well, at, at Boxing Day, uh, we, I ran out of drinks, so I asked my uh, nephew, if you got anything to drink?" He's got a bar fridge. Yeah. He doesn't drink, so it's all leftover drinks that goes in this uh, fridge. Mm. So he said, oh, I've got a Bacardi Breezer there, an orange one, so he brought me that. <laughs> I drank about half of it, and there's no, there's no fizz in this, mate. What's, what's wrong? I had a look at the expiry date. It was t- July 2006. Oh. <laughs> and I drank half of it.
1: <laughs> Very good, Bruce. Let's go to Tamika. Hello, Tamika. Welcome to the Rush Hour.
3: Hi, how are you going? Not
1: too bad. Uh, oldest item on or in the fridge?
3: So I was cleaning out my mother-in-law's fridge, and I found a lemon juice bottle that expired in
1: 1997. <laughs> oh, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> the oldies, oh, my, it's the oldies, mate. They my my mother would still out. be cooking with that. Just a little <laughs> drop here and there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well done, Tamika. Let's go to Michelle. How are you, Michelle? Hi,
5: good. Thank you. How are
1: you? Really well. Hi, oldest item in or on the fridge or in the pantry?
5: Um, The oldest item I have is a bottle of HP sauce. It belonged to my dad, and my dad passed away um, 27 years ago. And it it was his favourite thing. He put it on everything, and I just couldn't
0: trust. Delicious. Oh, you've kept it. You've kept it. So 27 years over its expiry date. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been
5: born for 27 years. So yeah. yeah. Tell oh, you oh, what, it's
0: got source. that much stuff in that HP sauce. It's probably still okay, you know. <laughs> you know, it's called HP sauce because it's got the picture of the house of Parliament on the label. That's why it's called HP sauce. It's the original sauce they used in Parliament in England. There you go, a little titbit. I knew that. There hey, you go, the rush hour making you smarter, brother. <laughs> let's
1: wrap it up with Michael in Windsor. How are you, Michael? How are you going? Yeah, really well, mate. What's the oldest item in or on the fridge? It wasn't on my fridge. It was on my dad's fridge when he passed away. Oh, okay. He was a non-drinker, and someone, one of his clients, had given him a bottle of Hennessy XXO Special Edition. So it was already <laughs> aged 12 years, yeah. and I he got that when I was a teenager, in my probably around 16 years old, and then uh, when I was cleaning his house up, I'm forty in my forties now. It was still there on the fridge. Oh. And so I grabbed that bottle, and that day I'd promised to make there because we had promised his wife to put a concrete path out the back of his house, yeah. go yeah. around and do that concrete pass. So I took the bottle with me and we got stuck into it. And about halfway through the concreting, we had to call another mate to finish off the concrete because we were too biased to finish off the
5: job. <laughs> oh, that, that is, is gold. gold mate.
0: Number. What a beautiful <laughs> story. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. That's absolutely gold. Thank you to all the calls we couldn't get to as well. Let's talk some footy. Read about it. Read about it. Ready's Mail. Yeah, if you want to know what's going on in the game of rugby league, Reedy's your man. Welcome back for a brand new year, Reedy. And what about this? The Tigers have got their man at last.
5: Yeah, it's been an amazing summer for them, hasn't it, Gus? I mean, you know, they've had such a struggle the last, well, it's been a de- decade or more, really, Struggle, but I think what we've seen this summer is a bit of a change at that club in terms of who's got the power, who's wielding the influence. I mean, obviously we saw the board changes and saying Richardson came in, um, but I think you know, Benji's the man behind the wheel there now. Benji made Jerome Eye his personal target. Benji got him. Benji wanted Justin on. Benji got him. Benji was off with Scott Fulton. Scott Fulton has now left the club. So I think this club's obviously, you know, laid a later marker down. They're going to put everything they can behind Benji. And look, I don't think the changes are over yet because obviously with Jerome Lewi arriving in 12 months' time, they went out and signed a whole lot of halves who were brought in mainly guy Scott Fulton. When you talk Jaden Sullivan and... Uh, Latu Farnu um, and you know I, I think if you look at it there's not enough room there for the four of them now with Lockie no. Galvin as well when Jerome Law gets her in 12 months time so those guys, guys are going to have 12 months to show Benji what they can do uh, and then I think down the track in 12 months time you'll see some movement again so really significant time for the Tigers and I think you know Benji I think he's made the impact I think they all hoped he'd make mm. you Now, landing Jerome's huge for them so uh, it's going to be a really interesting 12 months or so for that footy club
1: Yeah. Reedy, what about St. George Illawarra? I mean, they've had some difficulty, you know, bringing players into the club. Shane Flanagan must be getting frustrated. They missed out on the likes of Fanua Blake and Tommy
5: Deard and the rest. Well, they're at the complete opposite end of the spectrum, aren't they? Because Mm. they've just struggled to land anyone. They're still on the market here on Lukey, the Cowboys back-rower. And they went and saw Ronald Volkman from from the Warriors. And we've seen what's happened there. I mean, you know, Ronald obviously hasn't – he's got some shots – some injury problems he's carried over with him it looks as though that won't happen now so it's been a real battle for Shane you know he he was really bullish early on if you remember when he first took the job Mm. he was really outspoken about who he was going to chase and who they were going to try to sign and when they missed the Blake, and um, you know then they missed um, obviously some of those other guys it's made things really difficult now Shane's decided to sort of keep plays cards close to his chest, but well, they're still having a swing at Hill and Lukey. I know, I think the Dolphins are as well, so there's a few blows sent for him, so they haven't got it all their own way there as well. Um, it's just been a really difficult start to life at the Dragons for Shane Flanagan. And, uh, you know, I think we all have a bit of faith that they'll turn around, but they just need to land a blow. They just haven't been able to do it, and I think that's been the big difference the Dragons and Tigers in this off season, the Tigers have landed some blows. Admittedly, you know, in the terms of in terms of Lua, they're not going to have twelve months, and the Dragons just haven't landed any. And they need to get a kill. You need a kill mm. to give your fans some optimism that things are going to turn around.
0: What about the fact that they kept Ben Hunt? Isn't that a kill? The fact that you know he's ticked because that would have been the biggest loss of all.
5: Well, that would have that would have devastated. Imagine if he'd gone now, the situation they'd oh, be yeah. in. Mean, that would have been a. It just would have been a a, 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 a rotting carcass, right? But. know they've kept him i think i look i think we're we all think that it's only going to be for 12 months That eventually ben at the end of 24 if he can't see things change at that football club he will leave anyway or he'll try and leave and and you know obviously they've got a commitment out of him for 12 months but um as i understand it not beyond that so in 25 he might be elsewhere so it just look it's it's just going to be a massive few months for the for the dragon i mean they've got to try and convince Ben to stay. And the best way to convince him to stay is to sign some players and surround him with some good players and they haven't been able to do that. So, the way it's playing out at the moment, I, I just can't see Ben wanting to stay there beyond mm. November this year, which is the, com- the commitment he's given them. Mm. Which you know That makes life even more difficult for Shane Flanagan. So, he's just in a really difficult spot at the moment. Uh, and you know I feel for that club. I feel for their supporters because they're, they're amid the most, among the most passionate supporters in rugby league. But they just can't take a trick.
2: Hey, Reedy, what happened with the Volkman situation?
5: Yeah, well, obviously, I mean, they allowed him. To, they did a deal with the, the Warriors to, to get a release from the Warriors, which he was given, and then he was allowed to train with the Dragons. But you know, obviously, turned out he had he was carrying an injury uh, only a long term injury that's going to rule him out for a long time. Um, and basically, he was left he's been he's basically left in the wilderness after it all. And it's you know, it doesn't reflect well on the Dragons. I think some people have try, tried to. Just the Warriors, you know, were a bit—I don't want to use the word underhanded—but yeah. maybe sold him a, a, a dummy on him. But you know, it's up to the Dragons to get the medical done and to make sure that's clear. And obviously, there's been a breakdown somewhere along the way. And, and um, poor old Ronald Volkman, the bloke who's, who's been left high and dry in all this. And you know, I know the OLPA's obviously looking into it, and I don't blame them because they've got a responsibility to look after the players. and... It feels like he's been shafted a bit in all this, so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but you know, again, it just doesn't reflect well on the Dragons and the, and the way they're doing their business at the moment.
0: Thanks a lot, Reddy. Look forward to talking to you next week. Welcome back to the Rush Hour. Gus, Jude, and Wendell. There's nothing like test cricket. Don't miss out on all the international cricket action this summer. Search cricket tickets to be there. And, of course, the first ball from Adelaide tomorrow morning around about 9.30. Uh, Red Foo, uh, he's watching the tennis at the moment. Coconacus oh. on court 2-2 <laughs> in the first set against yeah. Offner. What yeah. are you laughing at, you, mm, God, yeah. your children? <laughs> oh, your absolute no. children. No, just, oh, just... Oh, yeah, your pronunciation is
1: outstanding at times, yeah. yeah. mate. For, for a wonderful Coconutus. presenter. Yeah, cock
0: that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Red Robin. Fu's down at the tennis. I keep seeing they're flashing to him. He used to be a bit of a big deal back in the day, and you told a story, Jude Bolton, years ago about you being the inspiration for Champagne Showers. Champagne Showers. <laughs> And he's actually confirmed
1: this. Yeah. So to recap the story, I don't want to tell it at buddy all the time, but oh, you love telling it. They you love it. telling it, mate. We're in LA. We're carrying on a few blokes from the Swans, and uh, we uh, bought a bottle of champagne. It was just sitting there. we were drinking vodka most of the night, um, and then I asked our waitress at the time, can I spray this over the dance floor?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Red Foo and all that LMFAO are next to us in the, the booth next to us. So I stood up on the booth like Shane Van Gisbergen at Bathurst and just sprayed <laughs> the whole thing over the dance floor. And yeah, then absolutely. six months later, that song came out and we're all going, yeah, that's about us and that sort of stuff. But mm. listen to this, we got confirmation because he's in town at the moment. What's up? I'm, I'm here in Sydney and uh, I just got to say thank you for you know, annoyingly spraying my back with champagne, hit me in the back and starting
5: a revolution because it was that moment that that sparked the song. Because at first I was saying, what the hell, what the hell? And I looked back and I saw you just spraying with this big grin, this smile,
1: and you were just so jolly, just spraying me with champagne. And I said, this is amazing. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much because we went home that night and I think we wrote Champagne Showers. So, uh, yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> Could he so throw defense. on you a bone? Throw you a <laughs> yeah. bone. I mean, how many downloads the bloke had on that song? My, yeah. my wife always goes, at least get one bottle of champagne out of it for us, please. Exactly. But that's great, mate. And we all, we, we. Look, Del, you, you and I—we yeah. never were in doubt that that story was true, yeah. were we? <laughs> yeah, because
2: mate, you lo- love a good night
0: out and you love a drink. Oh, exactly yeah. right. So I was good on jolly Red you that night. Good on Red <laughs> Foo and good on him. He's out at the tennis yeah. at the moment, so fair play to him. Big news coming out of professional football here in Australia, Jude? Yeah, absolutely. Half
1: of the workforce behind the A-Leagues are set to be made redundant over financial you know, security at the moment. And the Australian Professional Leagues, the body which runs the A-Leagues have lost or will lose their jobs this week. So it's 50% of the 80-odd people who work there. They fought for their independence from Football Australia. They look after Socceroos and the Matildas who are, have come off record-breaking performances. So the Australian soccer is booming but then you look at the A-Leagues and it's going in the opposite direction, so uh, it just it just beggars belief. This the fact that you know the likes to say Perth Glory, uh, that's being run by receivers at the moment. Newcastle Jets do not have an owner; they're run by other A League club owners who've been footing the bill since December twenty twenty. So there's a lot to play out on the back of this, but uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll, we'll follow this one
0: really closely. Then if you go to New Zealand, Jude, you've got a billionaire that's just pumping some money into it. So you've got, you know, certain clubs that are in bankrupt and other ones that are thriving and and actually they're trying to expand the A-League.
1: Exactly. They're looking at expanding into Canberra as well, but it's such an important thing for pathways. We need the the grassroots going well for the the national
0: team. So really, really important and uh, we'll wait and see how this plays out. Well, thank you, mate. That news just breaking now. So for all football lovers, well, we want to try to get the, to the bottom of that and let's see if we can make sure these people get, get uh, a good result because there's nothing worse than hearing people losing their jobs. Welcome back to The Rush Hour with Gus, June and Wendell. Let's talk some cricket. Triple M's Summer of Cricket. An exclusive interview
1: with Triple M's own Travis Head for QuickBooks Online. Hit your business goals for six and save 29 hours of admin a month. Search QuickBooks Online today.
0: Yeah, and we've got Travis on the line right now, of course, another test series, a little bit later than normal because of the World Cup. We place the West Indies in Adelaide, day one tomorrow. That's why I'm out of Adelaide today. It's a beautiful day, and a local boy who's lit up the summer, uh, Travis Head, is here right now with us. Hey, Trav. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, absolute pleasure. How much are you looking forward to playing the Windies at home in Adelaide?
4: Uh, It's always a bit different time of the year, but it's always a a great time um, to play a home test match. and. Yeah, like you said, the sun's out. It's been uh, extremely hot the last three or four days. I think it cools down for the first few, and then gets hot again for the weekend. So yeah, yeah, there we are, mate. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a great week. It's a, it's a busy week, obviously being a home test. There's uh, everyone wanting to get there, and uh, tickets etc. is a fair bit organised. So today's been busy, but. Uh, Tomorrow morning, getting on the ground. Um, it's an exciting week, so I'm looking forward to it. Travis, Jude
1: Bolton speaking, mate. Uh, obviously, Cam Green elevated to uh, the four position with uh, Smithy going to open the bat. Um, I mean, he was quoted as saying, "You know, he felt a bit rushed at six uh, over his time in the in the Aussie t- Test team." The fact that you come in at five and just make it look so easy. You've had a, an amazing run uh, over this past uh, eighteen months, haven't you? Uh, yeah,
4: it's been nice. Um, Ah yeah, greenny's uh, it' be a tough place about after uh, after Meg's a little like and getting out most of the time, but um <laughs> he uh, no he uh, he'll fit in beautifully uh, at four. We've had some great partnerships um over the time, and um, you look back at uh, the really big one in the uh, in the ashes in two thousand too. so um he he has a very different tempo, a very similar tempo to someone like Mike and Steve at three and four originally. so um I think that, uh, that 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 part of that tempo really helps partnership with myself and Mitch, who. Who likes to get after it um, a little bit more and want to play a bit more up-tempo. So I think that works well. And um, he can get settled, hopefully, with Marnus or, or that one of the opening batters. And then um, me and Mitch can bring up the rear.
2: That's the thing, Travis. Wendell Saylor here, mate. Now, the West Indies, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, they're not going to be as good as India or England and that. But so what's your mindset, you know, against the West Indies? You know, they're always very talented, but it's a consistency that they don't have at the moment.
4: A lot of people um, said the same about Pakistan probably four or five weeks ago about them coming uh, to Australia and felt like they wouldn't show um, anything. And um, we, we obviously knew in the background that um, yeah, they're an international team and I think everyone was uh, surprised other than the, the playing group of how well Pakistan showed up and, and played and and, and, was, and they weren't far off of a, of a couple of big moments throughout the series. So it goes no different for us. We, can, we had our meetings today, et cetera. So So um, that's just... They've got some inexperience, but then they've got some experience around um, some of their the senior players. So sometimes you've got to watch out for the guys that don't play and uh, a bit naive and, and, and a bit rough around the edges and new and, and, and don't have the baggage that some of the teams may have coming to Australia. So, um, yeah, we've got to be right on our game. And I think this team's been very good at making sure that we start well and, and hopefully we start the series well in the, the two matches. And obviously there's a lot riding on it with this World Test Championship. So um, I think you'll see, hopefully, a, a ruthless team as we have seen um, for a period of time.
1: It's been largely a uh, day-night test at the Adelaide Oval for the last oh, number of years, Trav. I mean, uh, you're looking forward to just the red ball at the Adelaide Oval and it uh, looks like a, another amazing deck.
4: Yeah, the, the wicket looks really, really good. Um, uh, yeah, obviously a little bit, it will, it will um, be a little bit different with the red ball. Obviously, the, the way it, uh, it moves around, I think it will offer a little bit of a start of the new ball throughout the whole game. I think we've seen that. Um, in shield cricket a lot with red ball cricket. I think the first 25, 30 overs in every innings is, is going to be that tough part and then the second new ball but and the ball spins throughout the whole game so Gaz will be in the game until the, uh, even though um, there will be footmarks later in the game but um, it, it naturally spins off the straight here um, with the thatchiness of the drop-in so uh, I think it's a really, really good red ball cricket. It's obviously an amazing uh, wicket for pink ball cricket but um, we haven't got that this year but I think it's uh, it, it shapes up to be another really good week with the red ball and a bit more traditional. Um, everyone will enjoy the back 10 salad over. I think there'll be a good buzz <laughs> Um, there's plenty yeah. happening here with obviously two to out under as well. So uh, there's, a different, there's a very uh, there's a very good vibe around LA at the moment.
2: Hey, Travis, speaking of good vibe, I really loved the way that you played overseas and then you had a good time too, mate. Those pictures were outstanding. <laughs> everyone everyone knows when I played, I loved a good time uh, off the field. But, mate, well done to you, mate. Highly commend you.
4: <laughs> uh, everyone's been getting got runs in the game, so they're um, more worried about what happened afterwards. Uh, yeah, a few, a few photos snuck out. Uh, uh, I wasn't, we didn't get in too much trouble. I think everyone's seen the funny side of it all and, and everyone realised that, yeah, you have a good time to celebrate. Uh, I wasn't able to enjoy myself too much through the World Cup, but obviously uh, my hand and then working through that, making like, sure I was ready to go. But um, once we were able to get the job done, I uh, yeah, released a little bit of tension that I had throughout the, the period, which was nice.
1: Just looking uh, at a broader look at Test cricket in general, the travel, I mean, we were all concerned at the, the Team South Africa pick for the New Zealand Tour. I mean, do you, do you, are you open to things like the four-day uh, you know, Test match or, or do you just see you know the future Test cricket just being India, England and Australia?
4: No, I, oh, I still think it's yeah, as a five-day test match. I think mm. at the moment we're seeing yeah, more sporting wickets around the place. Um, but I think if you make up four days, I think you will be seeing more sporting wickets. I think if you have four-day cricket, everyone's be more eager to get um, a result because um, you've got four days and you've got mm. more class battles against four-class bowlers and it's a short, you're shortening the game and yeah. no-one's going to want draws in a World Test Championship. I think since we brought the Test Championship in, yes, that will make more sporting wickets because teams are needing to win every single game. You can't get to a series where you're 2-0 up in a 4-5 match series and then you, I guess, you flatten the wickets out, you make sure you get draws or you're hard to beat and then you go out of the series with 3-0 or not. You want to want you win every series 3-0, 4 nil, 5-0, um, however many games you get, you want to win all of them. So I think you're seeing more sporting wickets to make sure and I think that makes it more entertaining.
0: Mm. Yeah, exactly right. We throw away tradition way too quickly. It's going to be wonderful. Of course, the first ball will be on Triple M tomorrow. Trav, all the very best to you and the boys and uh, we'll talk to you through the test match.
4: Look forward to it. Cheers. Enjoy
1: the week. Triple M's own
4: Travis Head, thanks to QuickBooks Online.
1: Hit your business goals for six and save 29 hours of admin a month. Search QuickBooks
0: Online today. We're asking the question, the regret after pressing send. And this happened to you on New Year's Eve, Dell. Yeah, look, no, no
2: regrets for me. But, like, it, it wasn't anything major, but I'm sitting there just sending some texts off and that before, you know, I go up to, uh you know, in, in the apartments that I live in and I'm I'm going up there to join them before, um, you know, the fireworks. And then I'm just sending some messages out there. Then all of a sudden I, I get these two uh, pictures sent to me. I accepted them. I'm like, yeah. So someone's airdropped two pictures from inside around on, on my floor somewhere. What sort ah. of uh, pictures? They were actually weren't too bad, but it was like... Oh. Two pictures of, like, <laughs> you know, a group. It was a good party. Like, I would have liked someone to go, hey, big man, come and join us. You know, but <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't, no way. But, yeah I, I accepted it. But yeah, but I deleted them. But yeah, but it, well, it's it's one of those funny things where, you know, there, there was no regrets in taking them, but yeah, it
0: could have been anything. No, exactly right. Well, that's the thing. And with technology now, like, I was learning this stuff when I was away with my kids, you know, for these airdrops and stuff, you, yes. you sort of – to open up for people to send you photographs and to make it easier yeah. and cheaper, you know, you click every, anyone around you for 10 minutes, which yeah. means that leaves that opportunity open. Yeah. But I suppose the more traditional way is when you're maybe a little bit hot-headed, a bit emotional, and you send a text or you send an email yeah. and you just wish the reply all. Had, oh, i care yeah. had
1: that. It's dangerous. Oh. Yeah,
0: My brother, best advice he ever gave me when I was young was to make sure you don't send anything emotional at night time. Yeah. Write it out and just leave it there. Wake up in yeah. the morning. If you still feel the same way, then send it. But don't send it all emotional, especially at night time. And yeah. I think, Jude, there's a button now, certainly with… The unsend. With, yeah, there is. The it, gives you, it gives you a
1: little <laughs> split second just to go, hang on, what have I just done there? Mm, and surely, surely some of our listeners have done that. I mean, there's got to be those uh, those times yeah. where you just go, geez, I regret sending that. It just what, what yeah. A, yeah. What about emails, boys? Look, I'm, I'm not big on the emails, as you know. Can, oh. can
2: you… If you send a… Can you… Yeah, for I'm, sure. I've, I've seen
1: a few where they reply all and it's they've just thought they were just sending it to one person. It's just a, a little snide yeah. remark about yeah. a senior manager or something like that. And you go, oh, mm, you just... don't realise what you've sent. And, you, and then yeah. the email goes back separately to them and say, I think you should have deleted that. Like, oh, look out, yeah. look out. Expect it, some
0: feedback. Yes. Exactly. Expect some mm. feedback. So give us a call, one Get involved in the show. Regret after pressing send. Plenty of callers to get through. Let's start the ball rolling with Tammy. Welcome to the show, Tammy. How are you?
5: Good, thanks. Good well, on you. What I'm happened? Uh, well, there was a, a girl that I worked with, which was a friend, and she um, set, was send, supposed to be sending me a message, hmm. but she sent it to the boss, oh. and she was bitching about the boss. Oh. How much of a bitch she was, uh, <laughs> and everything because she she cancelled her shifts for that week. Oh, so she bagged the hell out of the boss, mm-hmm. and yeah,
1: <laughs> still in the role.
5: Yeah, so she no, she's not anymore. Oh. <laughs> I didn't think so. That, that that's that's didn't
1: shock. shock me. Yeah,
5: <laughs> let's go
2: Thank to you Cameron
1: Tammy. in Padstow. Hey, right, Cameron. Yeah, good, thanks yourselves. Really well, mate. Re- regrets That's after right. pressing send.
4: Oh, it was another one of our branches at our work. Uh, there was a new receptionist and she'd sent something out saying someone had left their headlights on. And uh, another colleague wanted to forward that on and have a bit of a laugh but replied all and said what he wanted to do with their headlights.
0: Oh, oh my God. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, that is... Yeah.
4: That, uh, that would uh, have been dragged well in front him. of HR oh, very and, quickly. I yeah, it was, it was pretty funny to all uh, others involved, but I think actually the receptionist might
0: have left not long after that as
4: well. Oh, my bad. Oh Thanks for <laughs> the call, mate. Amazing.
1: Let's go to Therese in Blacktown. Hi, oh, hey, Therese. Yeah, g'day. How you doing? Not too bad. Tell us your regrets after pressing send.
5: Okay. 2007, I worked as custom service in a, a in the large... Uh, Australian wide company mm. chatting with this girl via email and it was stinking hot. And she's like, Oh, we've got no aircon here. And I said, Man, you should go to the union, you know, you should have aircon. But we were joking and I hit send and sent it to 53 stores, 125 <laughs> sales managers, the manager, the general manager, everybody got that message. <laughs> and I got strips torn off <laughs> me left, right, and center. Um, oh, yeah, no, such boy. a simple mistake.
1: <laughs> Let's go to David in Campbelltown. Hey, Dave.
2: Guys, how
5: we doing? Yeah, happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year, mate. Finish yeah. us
1: off. What's the regret after pressing uh, send?
5: I sent me mum a dick pic. Oh,
1: wait.
2: What? <laughs> oh, <hold> on. Hang <laughs> on. You hold sent on. your mum. And wife, who was it
5: meant to go wife, to? My wife now, girlfriend,
2: like at the time, her name's Mel. And obviously Mel and mum, and I was texting back and forth with Mel. And her mum's obviously put a message in somewhere, so it's just the next message I've seen up. And i said... You want a piece of this? And then I just oh. hear in the lounge room where my mum oh. is, oh, my God. And then I get a knock on the door, and I'm like, oh, whoops. Just ignore that, mum. Oh.
1: <laughs> oh <my laughs> Your mum in the next room going, yeah. oh, my God.
2: She, she's thinking, oh, my, my, my son's a creep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all the callers, that's absolutely oh. gold. Boys, I want to talk to you about what happened when I was lucky enough to spend some time with my kids that two out of the three are living in London now. So Vix and I were able to get across there in December and spend a little bit of time with them. And what I thought we'd do is we'd we'd try to have a couple of nights out, a couple of events that we could look forward to. So I said to Ella, who's been living in England now for a couple of years, I said, book us a really nice restaurant and we'll go to the West End. We'll go and see a show. And they said, the kids said, oh, we've always loved Lion King. We went when we were little. Kids, so why don't we go to Lion King? So I'll get a, a, a nice sort of restaurant around there. So Ella sent us the pin, you know, which yeah, is what young people do now. I don't do, still yep. don't yep. quite know how to do that, but they basically drop a pin, you press the button, and then you can tell you how to get there, whether you're gonna drive or use public transport or walk. So Vix and I were walking along, having a good time. The pin dropped, we went right. This restaurant's a couple hundred metres away, it was perfect timing. We shimmed into this restaurant. We just waited outside for the kids to arrive. And the kids arrive together after having a couple of beers at one of the local pubs. So and good. in we go into this Chinese restaurant. Now, Ella says to us as we're in the queue getting in, Dad, the queues will go quickly because this restaurant is very, very popular. But no one hangs around and has a long meal because the staff are really rude and the staff actually just want to turn the tables over quickly so they never make you feel like you are welcome just to really enjoy your your meal. You basically get shouted at, you get menus thrown at you, you get your meals delivered real quick and then they hang around you and go – are you about to go? Because we've got more people to take your spot. So I'm like, okay, this will be interesting. <laughs> Sounds like we're Seinfeld. Lo- we're looking up TripAdvisor and it's got great food, terrible service. Great food, terrible service all the way through. So we go in and this lady goes, how many? And we're like, oh, uh, there's five of us downstairs. So we have to walk downstairs. There's another lady at the bottom. How many? And we're like, Five. And she sits us at this table. She literally throws the menus at us and they sort of fan out on the table. (laughs) And then Jack goes, oh, do you have wine? BYO. And she's like, he goes, oh, okay. Can I have a beer? What sort of beers have you got? And she's like, look at the menu. Like she shouted everything at us. And the food came out so quickly and it got absolutely hammered by us quickly as well because it was so yummy but it was the worst service ever so we might have that chat with our listeners over time what's the worst uh, yeah. service you've ever had but that was an absolute eye open we had a few oh. drinks and we had a good time that's it for today see you later Jude see you tomorrow mate. have a good one see you later Dell take care love have a guys. great time at your daughter's 21st yeah. mate. happy Lots 21st love Patrice. get home Thanks safe boys. I love you guys. We're bye family bye.
3: The Rush Hour with Gus, Jude and Wendell weekdays from 4 on Triple M